Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full time fantasy. Full time fantasy. It is full time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern. As we do each and every weekday here on a Monday as we are into June. As we are in the middle of fantasy baseball season and should be getting a good idea and gauge of where your team is at. What trades you need to make. If it's a non-trading league. What areas of your team that you have to bolster. We are here to help at FullTimeFantasy.com. You could follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at aron 88 check out all my work fulltimefantasy.com I have the weekend recap up sometimes you go away for the weekend you got things going on you have your kids and you kind of lose track of some of the things that happen and you need to catch up well this is one article here where I hit a lot of the top storylines and performances from the weekend so you could check that out now uh, save you some time instead of going around looking at everything it's all there one place so you could check that out as well as the in-depth team profiles for fantasy football from Sean Childs, one of the top high-stakes players around. So he's gone through a lot of the AFC teams already, and uh, you can check out his profiles now. And, of course, we have the full-time fantasy podcast network headed up by Fantasy Taz Jim Day and added a ton of shows, so you can check that out as well. And if you have any specific questions, you could ask them on the message boards or forums whether it's trade advice, waiver wire pickups, player analysis, strategy, dynasty trades, whatever it is, we are there. We got you covered. So uh, make sure you become a member today and ask those questions. And playffwc.com, get ready to draft, whether it's best ball, dynasty startup, online championships, whatever it is. And uh, I'll be out in Vegas for the opening weekend of the fantasy football season at the Palms Hotel in Vegas as we have a ton of drafts out there. So a lot of fun. If you haven't experienced it, make sure you come out and join us this year. Not too late. And also uh, got to look at the two-star pitchers. We'll go over some of those a little bit later on. A very light day today in baseball. Only four games. The first one does start at 4 p.m. Eastern, but a light night. Probably a lot of it has to do with the draft. Uh, which takes place uh, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. So draft starts today. Uh, Orioles on the clock with the top pick. We'll be joined by Mike Florio from Fantrax.com in the next segment. But let's take a look at some of the top storylines from the weekend. And we kick it off with a trade. Uh, the Phillies acquired Jay Bruce from the Mariners. And look for the Mariners to start selling off a lot of pieces. Remember, they got off to the great start this year. They were 13-2, and two, but we all knew they were overachieving. Obviously, their offense was on fire to begin the year, but they didn't have enough pitching, and you're seeing it now. So Bruce, the first one to go. So he'll go to Philadelphia, and 
should get some playing time against right-handers. They'll probably play left field. And, of course, this also brings in a question, you know, what's going to happen with Odubel Herrera for the Phillies? And, you know, could be a lengthy absence for him after being arrested on a domestic violence charge. But Bruce definitely gets a boost here because it's a better park to hit in. I mean, he could he's got elite power, even in a part-time role. He's had double-digit home runs this year, and he's not going to hit for great average. But when he, the days is in the ball, in the lineup, uh, it's going to help him. So I did see him get picked up in a few leagues over the weekend, and especially in the daily format, obviously, he's better because you'll see if he's in the lineup. Uh, in a weekly league, you're, you're going to have to gauge it out. You know, if there's three lefties in a given week, it might be tough to play him. But either way, uh, definitely gets a boost in value going over to Philadelphia and that ballpark. Also for the Phillies, we saw Nick Pavetta with a really good performance yesterday, and this was uh, a big start for him and obviously increased his price in leagues where he was still available. I was able to pick him up in a 12-team online championship league last night, I think for like 38 bucks, something like that, Not nothing too expensive, so didn't want to go crazy, but uh, very impressive performance yesterday against the Dodgers, six scoreless innings. He only allowed three base runners, struck out nine. And, you know, it was a nice bounce back from him because his first inning earlier in the week, uh, in his first game back up from the minor leagues, he was not good. He allowed three runs in the first inning, uh, including a homer to Go Paul Goldschmidt and Marcelo Zuna. And you're sitting there like, oh, boy, here we go again. But he bounced back and threw four scoreless innings, got the win, and then a great performance yesterday. So, doesn't mean that he's going to be great the rest of the way. I think you need to understand that. But certainly an encouraging sign there because that Dodger team is just mashing. And, of course, when Pavetta left the game, all of a sudden the Dodgers go off and put up big, big numbers. So good sign there for Nick Pavetta. And uh, should be owned in, in most leagues by now. And he might be dropped in a lot of leagues come uh, a few weeks, uh, but that's the volatility there for a guy like Pavetta. Still concerned about the home runs, too, and he loses command of the strikes on at times, but there definitely is some upside. Speaking of upside, Lucas Giolito, uh, again, another dominant outing for him. You know, he's probably been, I mean, there's a lot of great pickups this year, but he's got to be one of the big ones. And he, in one of my leagues, he, he might be my ace. And I never thought I would say that before the year for Giolito, who was terrible last year. And ERA over six, a high whip, he was just awful. But we've seen the velocity increase. We've seen him use that changeup more. He's getting a lot more swings and misses. I mean, just another dominant performance yesterday. And uh, you, know, you just got to keep uh, rolling with him. And I think this is legit. I think there's still people who doubt. But remember, this guy was a top prospect. And he's finally putting it all together. Yesterday, seven and a third scoreless innings. He allowed five hits, no walks, and struck out nine. He had 18 swinging strikes, and he's allowed three earned runs or fewer in seven straight starts. He has a 2.54 ERA, a 0 0.95 whip, 78 strikeouts, and 20 walks. It's insane. And the lesson here, too, is you got to act fast when you're trying to, in a very competitive league, I mean, Giolito was picked up pretty quickly, and I was fortunate to get him in two leagues, and it was based on seeing his start against the Royals, uh, where he went two and two-thirds innings. I think he had five strikeouts and then hurt his hamstring. And 
You know, he had a, a, a couple of – he had one good start, I think, to open the season against the Royals and a couple bad ones. But notice something. I'm like, hey, this guy looks pretty sharp. And when you're in a 15-team league especially, there's just not a lot of pitchers out there. And sometimes you have to take shots, especially early on. So got him for cheap. And, you know, obviously he went on the injured list after that hammy. He came back, and I think he had a, a start against a Boston – he had the big test against Houston a couple weeks ago and aced it, complete game. So you got to act early on these guys. It's like you see one little sign of something and you got to pick them up. And the benefit of that is, number one, they're going to go cheap most of the time. Unless it's like a two-start week or the start is early on Tuesday and everyone sees it and they're talking about it. By the time Sunday comes, boom, his price is up. But what you need to do each year is learn lessons. You know, in fantasy – no matter how good we are, we're always learning lessons to help us get better, to be better players going forward. And I think one of the things that you're seeing now is you got to act quickly with these players. I mean, even stashes like Alex Reyes was picked up like last week and this week, and he could be up pitching for the Cardinals this weekend. You know, you got to act fast. It's like, oh, Reyes is throwing again in the minor leagues and he's hit 96. All right, boom, pick him up. And it can be more difficult in leagues where you don't have IL spots and you have players on the bench who are hurt. And that's a situation for me. Everything is team context dependent. I would have loved to stash players in one league, uh, the NFC auction over the last couple weeks. I can't. I have like four guys on the injured list most of the time that I'm holding on to, and it just leaves you less flexibility. But in leagues where you can, yeah, you got to act early on these guys. Uh, one of the biggest stories from the weekend, and this is a, a big, big loss for fantasy owners, Joey Gallo, he was placed on the injured list with a left oblique strain, and it's uh, pretty significant. I mean, we don't know the extent of it yet, but just look at Aaron Judge and the time he's missed. You know, it could be similar to that. And, you know, Gallo was pe – people drafted for the 40 home runs, and he's hitting 276. I think if you told the Gallo owner he's going to hit 250 this year, they would have signed for that immediately because you were – looking at potentially 210, 220 based on his history. Well, Gallo's hitting 276, 421 OBP, and that's where I have Gallo. I have Gallo on the couple of the scout, uh, the uh, full-time fantasy draft champion leagues uh, types draft. I had Gallo there, so I had to take him out. But I also have Gallo in my home league, and it is an OBP league. And a 421 OBP is just monstrous. He's got 41 runs, 17 homers, 41 RBIs, at a 1.074 OPS. So this is going to be a big loss Danny Santana is going to get more playing time for the Rangers, and he's done a good job this year. He's filling in for Odor. He played a little first base, so he's someone that I picked up in a league or two. Uh, in Texas, it's getting hot. You know They've been putting up pretty good numbers offensively, so Santana certainly gets a boost. Delano DeShields was called up. It's just not that good. I mean, obviously, in an AL-only league, if he's available, you'll pick him up because <laughs> – there's really nothing on the waiver wire in those formats. And there is a possibility, you know, he starts a couple times a week and maybe he gets hot. And we know that his strength is stolen bases. But uh, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of playing time there. Uh, Adam Wainwright, what a performance yesterday. Although I turn on the game and I see the pitch count and I see 123 in the eighth inning. I'm like, why is Adam Wainwright in the game? Is he throwing a no-hitter? So I had to quickly check. I'm like, no, he's not throwing a no-hitter. And he walked seven guys. I mean, he walked seven guys and didn't allow a run. That's something that you don't really see. So he went eight innings, allowed two hits, struck out eight, threw 70 of his 126 pitches for strikes. And, man, 
surprising they let him go that far. But, you know, maybe this is a guy that they don't expect in the rotation long term. Remember, they have some good arms in the minor leagues. We talked about Alex Reyes potentially coming up. Uh, they got Gomber, Ponce de Leon. So it's possible that they go in a different direction or even make a trade. And they said, you know what, he's a veteran. We'll let him go out there. But Wainwright's been very erratic. He's got a 4-3-4 ERA to 1.37 whip. So not someone that you can rely on consistently, and it's more matchup play. I'm sure a lot of people had David Price on their bench yesterday, and I really can't blame them considering the history that Price has against the Yankees. Uh, but Price stepped up in a big spot, helped the Red Sox avoid the sweep at Yankee Stadium. He allowed two runs on six hits with one walk and six strikeouts in six and third innings for the win. He's had a really good year. No one's really talking about David Price with all the pitching and all the problems going on. And Price has a 2.83 ERA, a 1.04 whip, and a 59 to 12 strikeouts to walk ratio. So he's done a really nice job. And then Brandon Workman picked up the save as the Red Sox look like they're going with the closer by committee. I mean, you might see Matt Barnes in there, although they seem to use him in the most high leverage spot. Uh, Walden, uh, Brazier, I don't know if they'll give him another shot. Uh, he hasn't been good lately, but uh, either way, Workman certainly on the radar now uh, with a 205 ERA, 0.99 whip, 38 strikeouts in 26 and a third innings. Did see him picked up in a few leagues uh, yesterday as well. The Brewers have a couple of injuries on their pitching staff. Gio Gonzalez, he's going to be out with an arm injury. And Jules Chastain, he's out with a back injury. So that's two spots open for the Milwaukee Brewers competing for that division title. One of them will be Jimmy Nelson. He's going to be called up to start Wednesday against the Marlins. And you know, Nelson had a really good year a couple years ago. Now, he's been erratic in his rehab. And a lot of leagues that I saw, he was owned anyway. I think people either drafted him and held him or they picked him up a few weeks ago thinking he'd be back. Uh, but he gets a – I mean, the Marlins actually hit a little bit lately. Not big power, but they have been winning some games and putting up runs. But it's still a team that you do want to pick on. And Nelson and his rehab starts, 3.75 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 12 walks, and 24 innings. But I, I think in most leagues he's definitely worth the pickup to see. You know, he'll have a good offense behind him. In Milwaukee, he'll be in spot to win games. They have a pretty good bullpen. So I think Nelson is adding. Freddie Peralta is expected to take the other spot. Now, I've already been burned by Freddie Peralta this year. You know, I thought going into the year with him getting a spot in the rotation, he had a shot. Now, the problem is he's primarily a two-pitch pitcher, and he just has these innings, especially in the first, where he just can't get out of it, and then he'll settle down. But uh, I didn't pick him up in any leagues. Just maybe it is uh, – because I've seen him just be so bad. And, you know, he could ruin your week. And you're trying to avoid that in fantasy now. Because if you get that blow-up, man, it really hurts you. I had Marco Gonzalez active in three leagues this week. And Gonzalez is a guy that I've actually benched a couple times over the last few weeks. But he had a two-start week this past week. So, uh, you know, Marco tends to not get blown up. So I said, all right, it's a two-start week. I'll put him in there. He allowed six runs in four innings his first start. And yesterday, he just got blasted. I mean, I lost six points in ERA in Tout Wars because of Marco Gonzalez. I was sitting in second place at 100, dropped six points in ERA because of Marco Gonzalez. Another league where I was in second place had Marco dropped from like 100 to 92. Uh, and then the other league where I had Marco was 
I can't. Oh, maybe it was a. I was a couple of leagues, but either way, oh, it was a great fantasy baseball invitational. So he crushed me there too. So you want to avoid these blowups, and Freddie Peralta is certainly capable of doing that. And you got to be real careful with that. Good news was Javier Baez returned to the lineup yesterday. He missed Saturday with that heel injury. Remember, that was something he suffered last week. And Byers went 0 for 4. He's in a little bit of a slump now. Uh, he's got eight hits in his last 43 at-bats with 20 strikeouts. So that's something to uh, keep in mind. But either way, if you have him, you're just going to keep in the lineup. And Nolan Arenado hit his 16th homer of the year yesterday. You know, Arenado was a guy that people kind of said, I don't want him. He doesn't steal enough bases in the first round. But once again, Arenado putting up the numbers across the board in every category except steals 16 homers 52 rbis 47 runs 345 batting average and a 395 obp guy just mashes every single year when we return i'll be joined by michael florio fantracks.com we'll talk more baseball with him here on full-time fantasy on the fantasy sports radio put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with fanduel new jersey's largest sports book go to fanduel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to 500 dollars. that's a free bet of up to 500 dollars when you open a sports wagering account at fanduel.com slash grid point spreads game totals props parlays and in-game wagering on college and pro sports and you're in control Go to FanDuel.com slash crit. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rodas here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Got the weekend recap up from the Fantasy Baseball weekend, as well as two-star pitchers. Remember, first game today starts 4.05 p.m. Eastern. Only four games on the slate, and you can get the in-depth team profiles from Sean Childs. But joining me now, it is Michael Florio from Fantrax.com. Mike, what's up? Not much, uh, Ronis, and and I will give you a uh, a shout out. I actually uh, earlier this morning when I saw you tweet out your weekend recap article, I uh, I read it. I, I was traveling a lot this weekend and stuff, so f- following the box scores and everything, but wanted to uh, to do a little bit more catching up. And I 
I read it and I enjoyed it. So I would I would recommend it to all those listening. Yeah, that's what I I think that's why we do it is you know, sometimes people get caught up on the weekend, whether it's partying, sex, family, <laughs> you know, and they get busy. So they this is like one stop shop where they can say, you know, quick hitters on storylines and performances. So obviously can't write up every performance, but like, you know, the top ones that stand out, injury news, players that come back. So hopefully that helps people out. So with your weekend of traveling, uh, were you able to still get in your waiver wire bids? Yeah, so luckily I have my flight was last night. I got to the airport. I had about like an hour, a little bit over an hour to kill. So I had my laptop with me. I got in uh, all my waiver bids. Didn't get a ton of people this weekend. Uh, I don't have a lot of fab left in a lot of leagues. Uh, bid up on those prospects a few weeks ago. Bid uh, pretty aggressive on guys that I've wanted this year. So in most of my leagues, I'm well below having 50% left. I think a lot of people are in that spot right now. Who was the big player that took the bulk of your money? Was it Austin Riley in any leagues or – who were the players that you landed that cost you a lot of fab? Yeah, so I don't have Austin Riley in any of my fab leagues. I just didn't get him. But uh, I went a little bit cheaper that weekend. I got a lot of Nicky Lopez, a lot of Oscar Mercado. Um, I do have one kept in uh, Hiera. I got uh, – and even in – so in like one of my leagues, uh, when Verdugo – when Pollock went down, I bid up on Verdugo. I was aggressive early on in leagues on uh, Hunter Dozier, so – I, I haven't it, – it's not like I've been blowing it all in just one player in each league, but when there's a guy that I want, I've been being more aggressive, which tends to, to eat away your fab a lot quicker than if you're trying to conserve it. Are you worried about Nicky Lopez right now? He He's in a pretty big slump. So, I, I yeah, I did tweet out his numbers uh, from the last few weeks today, and it, it's been very gross. The only thing – uh, it's the last, like, two weeks, yeah, he's been struggling a lot. But the one thing I like is they're leaving him in the lineup. They're leaving him at top of the lineup. It seems like he has a very long leash. And this is a team that's not competing. It makes sense as to why they would give him every opportunity, even if he's failing at the major league level. So what I've been telling people is I would I would not be starting him right now with the way he's playing, but I, I don't want to drop him unless there's a re- an option I feel – very strongly about out there because it's, I think he's going to continue to get the opportunity and it might just be, you know, a bit of a learning curve until, until he can start to produce like we thought, but we know the talent's there and he's getting the opportunity. So I would expect better results. I know you, you like points leagues, right? You play in a couple, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I love them. They're probably my favorite format. Did you get in the cut line format? Cause that's points leagues. Did you get in that? I did not. I want to though next year. I, it's it does. It's a great concept. It sounds like a lot of fun. Who, if you had to guess, who do you think's the number one pitching uh, scorer in that format right now? I know their format's a little bit different than the points that I use, but I would guess Justin Verlander. Yeah, he is. He's actually ahead by like forty-one. Wow! And what's crazy about Verlander is. His second, like, the peripherals aren't as strong as they've been in years past, but he just keeps continuing to put up those numbers. Yeah, he does. Uh, Kirby Yates is number two. Uh, If I told you before the year that we'd be sitting here on June 3rd and the seven and eight pitchers in that format for points are Matthew Boyd and Lucas Giolito, 
How would you react? I would not believe you at all. Matt, Boyd at least had some hype. Like, I know Nando loved him. Al Melchior has always been a big Matt uh, Boyd guy. But I think many people were writing Lucas Giolito off. before Going into last year, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with him because he had a, if you remember, at the end of 2017, he finished pretty strong, but the numbers, everything, all the peripherals said that it wasn't for real. So I wanted really nothing to do with him last year. Heading into this year, I didn't think much had changed, but, man, has he proved me and, and a lot of people wrong. He is, he is very much for real right now. Yeah, he definitely is. I was fortunate to pick him up in two leagues. I actually picked him up in our GST league in the NFBC auction, and he's probably my ace there, which is crazy. He's not my ace in GST. I thought it was Syndergaard, but it's not. My ace in GST is the man, Hin Jin Ryu, the NL Pitcher of the Month. He was 5-0 and with a 0.59 ERA in May. Now, this is not a trading league that we play in, but if you had Ryu right now, what do you do? Because it's very tempting to say, you know what? He's been great. He's not going to throw a lot of innings based on history. I, I, you, I think we probably say after every start, well, his value's not going to get higher, and it does. I find it very difficult. Like, I have Ryu in other leagues, too, that are trading leagues. I was actually offered two weeks ago Jose Ramirez for Ryu, and I didn't make the deal. So it's what would you do with Ryu right now? It's really hard for me to blame you on that with the way Jose Ramirez and Ryu are both playing. I Ryu was a pitcher I liked heading into this year. I do have him. And, and Ronis, you know how some of these keeper leagues can get. I drafted him in like the 12th round of a keeper league. So I'm pretty excited to uh, try and shop him as we get a little bit closer to the deadline there. But in a regular redraft, I'm running out with him. Uh, my strategy coming into the year was to target talent and not worry about uh, some injuries. So, like, I have Ryu on teams. I have Rich Hill on teams because I was building and trying to get these ta- the guys that when they are healthy and when they are going out there, they're going to give me elite numbers. And Ryu has done this for a couple of years now. Last year, he was amazing. He just he threw, like, 120 innings. So uh, the thing with him has always been health, and I get it. It is concerning, but he's been healthy so far this year outside of that one week where he had to, to land on the IL. I expect him to go on the IL again at some point, even if it's a phantom one. Stop that. That's how the, sorry. This is how the Dodgers operate, but I, I I couldn't sell that guy right now. I think he's the NL Cy Young right now. Yeah, he he's just been unbelievable, man. And uh, I, I just don't think – it's hard to trade him. I know there's probably people like sell him. You guys are making a mistake. Pitching is so difficult to find right now, especially in the deeper formats on the waiver wire, that I just, I just can't move him. And, you know, look, if he does miss a month, all right, I'll deal with it. I mean, I already missed him for, fortunately, the minimum 10 days, but he doesn't walk anyone, and he's going to have some bad starts. Every pitcher does. But at the same time, you know, maybe this is his Jacob DeGrom year, not as dominant as far as the strikeouts, but what if he stays healthy? What if he throws 160 innings? It's possible. And, and it very much is because when he missed time a couple of years ago, it was with the shoulder injury. He had the surgery on it. He built himself. He was building up that shoulder strength. Last year was, uh, I believe it was a, a hamstring or a quad injury. So there's really no relation there. In my, in my mind, I understand he's missed time in recent years. So we, we think he's automatically going to miss more time. We think that he's injury prone. But 
unless to me it's the same injury every year. Like Rich Hill, I know it's a blister, but we can say that Rich Hill is injury prone because every year he's going to suffer these issues and he's going to miss time. When it's different injuries that are not related at all, part of me just also thinks like, hey, it was bad luck. He got hurt two years in a row, two different injuries. Maybe Ryu does miss more time and he doesn't get to that 160-plus innings, but I think there is a very good chance that he does. Talking to Michael Florio from Fantrax.com. Mike, have you ever been kicked in the nuts? I mean, is there a guy out there who hasn't? Well, there's possible. Um, so I guess you have. Uh, I have two, <laughs> and one of them was yesterday. Okay, who did it? Marco Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, I, I got kicked by him as well yesterday. Oh, my goodness, man. I had him in Tout Wars. My ERA dropped six points. I had him in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. And I had him in all oh, the GDD League, which, wait, you're no longer part of that, right? Is that the one you bailed I, out on? Yeah, because I couldn't make the auction. Yeah, I was in second place, like over 100. And now all of a sudden I'm at 92. So, uh, and the thing is, is I've actually benched him recently. But he had a two-start week, so I'm not going to bench him in a two-start week. And all those leagues are 15-team leagues. So I'm not going to bench him in a two-start week. If I am, then why is he in my roster? So, man, so his ERA in the last two starts has gone from 3-4-1 to 4-8-9. Uh, should we be worried, or is it just two bad starts? I think we should be worried. I, luckily for me, the league I have him in is a points league. So yesterday was the last day of the period, and I had a big lead already. So he gave me negative 15, which in our league, that's one of the worst outings the pitchers put up all year. But I, I was able to get by it, and it doesn't hurt me all year like it would in the Roto League. So I'm very lucky in, in that. But even when Marco Gonzalez was pitching well this year, I was writing on my Patreon page that his velocity is was down. And I, I kept saying, I get it, he's putting up good numbers now, and it is hard to sell a player when they are putting up these good numbers. Maybe he can continue with the decreased velocity, but there was always a part of me that was also like thinking, sell this guy because the velocity is going to become an issue, especially as it starts to heat up. So I, I didn't sell him when I had him, so ultimately I wasn't as concerned as I, I thought I was. But I, I do think there is reason to be concerned here with the velocity being down and him starting to get shelled. Uh, and you also got to be afraid, I think, of this all-out fire sale by the Mariners. He could end up in a worse environment than he is right now. And especially with Beckham in there, their defense is not good either. So that does not help pitchers. They are not a good defensive team. Domingo Santana in left. They definitely have issues on the defensive side. And, and uh, he's on a big strikeout, guys, so that's going to hurt him. Yeah, exactly. More balls put in play. All right, I'm cutting him right now. Nah, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> he's, he'll be on the bench. Uh, what about the situation here with the Cardinals closer? Are you worried? I mean, Jordan Hicks, uh Blew a save recently. He really he didn't get used hardly at all in May. I think it was one or two saves. He came into a game yesterday and gave up a run, a hit, and a walk. They took him out. Gant came in to get the save. We saw Carlos Martinez get a save the other day when Hicks was unavailable. What's the leash here for Hicks? And if he does lose it, is it Martinez or Gant? I think it would be Carlos Martinez. I think they value him as in. As a more uh, dominant arm, I, I understand he, he used to be the starter, but he can't hurt now with the shoulder injury. But his stuff is still very, very good. I think it would ultimately be him over Gantz. But with Hicks, 
I do think there is reason to be concerned, but it seems like this has been going on for a while now, and the Cardinals still always go back to him. I don't have any shares of him this year, but and early on in the year I was pretty upset about that because he looked dominant. I still ultimately believe he is the most talented arm in that rotation, and I, I think he will hold on to the job. But I think there will be random games where they just use him differently because they're the Cardinals and they've been doing this for the last couple of weeks. So it's going to be a little frustrating owning him, but I'm not panicking. I wouldn't cut him or anything. Although I did see a few people in my league pick up Carlos Martinez this weekend. I think that's a good stash if you are in need of saves. Yeah, I think there's just so many teams are in need of saves or they're going to take a shot and, you know, hope that a change is made. I think that's where we are in the saves landscape. I mean, look at that Boston bullpen right now. Like, who's the closer? I mean, you could own maybe three guys there in the hopes that someone gets saves, right? Yeah, and the save in, like landscape as it has right now, we're, we're all waiting where Craig Kimbrell is going to sign. Like, if he signs in Boston, all three of those guys then can be dropped, you know? So uh, I do agree with you that Boston's situation is gross. The saves landscape in general right now is pretty gross, but uh, oh, it's going to change and, and could get even a little bit more murkier in some situations with uh, for certain teams. Like, if he signs with the Braves, I lose Luke Jackson in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. That is really going to hurt. How are you doing in that league? Hopefully it's better than your boy, Frank. Oh, I, I this year it is. I As of yesterday, uh, I was third in my league. I'm three points out of first, and I was – I'm highest overall in my league, though. I think I'm like 32nd or 33rd overall. Oh, look at you. I was – High up, and all of a sudden, uh, pitching has fallen apart. And I also have no saves. I mean, now I have uh, Oberg and C-Shack. But, again, that's probably short-term. But uh, our league is tough, though, man. I mean, the Champions League we knew was going to be tough. We have uh, three teams in the top 13, six teams in the top 34. Wow. Yeah, and the fab, and the fab in this league, too, is pretty ridiculous. I actually... This is probably my biggest fab week, and this is actually a quiet week because I had, I think, the second most money, and I picked up Chase Anderson, Devin Smeltzer, and Danny Santana, spending uh, over 100 bucks on those three. Yeah, and I know people always the, – the big waiver spends are, are the weeks that get people talking, and those are the fun weeks. But a week like this for you is huge because you did spend a good portion of your budget. I know you placed it out over three different players, but those weeks are just as important, in my opinion, as the weeks where you're spending a ton of money on a player. Yeah, and I still have 554 left, which is the second most in the league. The team has 641 at top, obviously – Probably he's going to go in on Alvarez or Tucker when they get the call up, if it happens. I mean, what do you think happened? What, what is Houston doing here? Obviously, Miles Straw is up. Derek Fisher's up. Straw we saw go. It depends on the league. Like, uh, I saw it. And this is what's funny. So, someone else I know in the Invitational got Straw for a dollar. He went for 62 in our league. <laughs> yeah, it's the variety of prices amongst the leagues are always one of the most interesting things to me when fab runs on sunday but as for the astros man i have no idea like i understand that before they you know won their championship when they were really rebuilding they would give they gave all their young players a lot of opportunity but since they become you know a really competitive team and are this powerhouse they've really not been 
quick to pull the trigger and get these young kids up into their lineup. You know, like how long did we have to wait for Derek Fisher? Now we're waiting on Tucker and Alvarez. And it's just, I don't know, for some reason, everyone loves to hate on the Rockies for how they use their young players and they deserve it. But the Astros don't like to get, at least as of late, haven't really been giving their guys a chance either. Yeah, and those guys are crushing in the minor leagues too. Uh, Addison Russell was picked up in a lot of leagues. Uh, I was actually surprised he was available in as many leagues. What do you think he can do the rest of the way? I think as long as you know he continues to get the opportunity, he can play well. I, I did find a little moral conflicting as to whether or not I want to be one of the teams bidding on him or not, but I, I do think he should have been picked up this week play-wise. He's been hot. Uh, he's you know batting. He's getting every day at bats right now for the Cubs, so I do think he should be picked up, but yeah, that was my little bit of a personal issue this weekend. You didn't seem to complain when you worked with a lot of people who did bad things. <laughs> I, I don't know exactly what, who you're talking about, so I don't uh, know. I'll let you know off air. But, Mike, always good talking to you. Thanks for the time. Uh, good luck the rest of the way. Same to you. Thank you. All right, that's Michael Florio. Find him at Fantrax.com. When we return, we'll take a look at the two-star pitches and some waiver wire pickups from the weekend here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing the defenses playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Back here it is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Monday afternoon on a light day for baseball, just four games. 
But we still have plenty of coverage at FullTimeFantasy.com. You can check out my baseball weekend recap. You heard Michael Florio, a little busy this weekend. Checked it out and get you catch up, caught up on all the headlines, top performances, and news from the weekend so you could check that out. Of course, the in-depth team profiles from Sean Childs. And uh, any questions you have, ask them on the message boards and forums uh, today. So check it out, FullTimeFantasy.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting contest where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Rams minus three and they cover the spread by seven points, you'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Uh, we do have uh, lineups out for the first game. Remember, you have to set your lineup for the week uh, by 4.05 p.m. Eastern. So you still have 20 minutes to do it. And that's for leagues where lineup locks at first pitch. Obviously, some other formats you have to put in the player board for their first game which is very important on a week like this because we have four games today but we might not have a lot of news on players until tomorrow uh one piece of news that we didn't get to earlier was nelson cruz was activated off the injured list so you can get him in your lineup for this week also the orioles have called up chance cisco the catcher and you know i drafted chance cisco in a couple leagues this year including the great fantasy baseball invitational uh, one of the last rounds because I thought he would get an opportunity to play in that ballpark in Baltimore and, you know, flash for some power. But I know they don't love his defense, and I don't know what the other reasons were, but uh, Chance Cisco has gotten the call up. So, you know, I knew this yesterday, and what's crazy, when I went through a lot of my leagues, I'm actually pretty good at catcher. Uh, I have Wilson Contreras in a couple leagues. Josh Fegley's done a nice job. Uh, Brian McCann's not been bad. Um, but I didn't really see Cisco picked up yesterday, I don't think. Maybe one league, but uh, he'll be someone that people look to pick up this week. He was really performing well at AAA. Slash line of 289, 383, 530 with 10 homers and 37 RBIs in 44 games. So he's 24 years old. And look, you're going to take a shot on him as your second catcher. You know, maybe he comes up and he doesn't hit, he struggles then you'll just have to move on. But we all know, for the most part, a lot of teams are really struggling at the catcher position in general, especially in 15-team leagues, even in 12-team leagues. There's just not a lot of good uh, performances from the catcher position. Now, obviously, Mike Zanino came back. He's someone that people might have picked up because he was dropped. We know he comes with a low floor for batting average, but certainly... Cisco is someone that you can take a look at. Dominic Smith is going to have an MRI on his hyperextended right thumb today. And he was another guy I was interested in picking up, but had to lower the price. You know, he's been getting playing time. They've been using him in the outfield, in left field. And, you know, uh, they, they want to get him in there, especially against right-handers. So it's hurt J.D. Davis a little bit, so dropped him in a league. Uh, but Smith is hitting 365, 467 OP, 571 slugging in his 75 play appearances. So... Uh, you know, he could get more time as long as that uh, thumb is not too serious there. 
But we do have uh, the lineups here for the first game of the day. So nothing real surprising here. It's the Angels against the Cubs. It'll be Cam Bedrosian as the opener for Trevor Cahill and John Lester for the Cubs. Lester has not been pitching great lately, but in a two-start week, if you have him, you are going to use him. So for the Angels, David Fletcher leads it off playing shortstop. He's been tremendous this year. Really good contact hitter, not a lot of power, but leading off, uh, helping you in average, eligible at a few positions, and hitting in front of Mike Trout, nice position to be in. Mike Trout bats second, playing center field, man. He's been on fire lately. So uh, definitely, if you're playing a DFS late, I think you want to get him in there today. Albert Pujols, he's at first base batting third, as they are in the NL ballpark, so no designated hitter. Tommy Lestella at second base hitting cleanup. Cesar Puello, who they recently called up, he's in left field. He's been hot. Jonathan LaCroix at catcher, hitting sixth. Cole Calhoun's in right field, batting seventh. Taylor Ward, the third baseman, hitting eighth, and Cam Bedrosian uh, on the mound at least to start. You probably will not see him hit in this game. It'll be Trevor Cahill. For the Cubs, Kyle Schwarber leads it off playing left field. Chris Bryant's at third base, batting second. Anthony Rizzo's at first base, hitting third. Javier Baez at shortstop, hitting cleanup. Carlos Gonzalez gets the start in right field for the Cubs. Wilson Contreras is the catcher, batting sixth. Jason Hayward's in center field hitting seventh. Addison Russell was picked up in a lot of leagues over the weekend. He's at second base hitting eighth. And John Lester on the mound batting ninth. Uh, 9.40 p.m. Eastern Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Walker Bueller against Robbie Ray. 10.10 p.m. Eastern Corbin Martin against Wade LeBlanc. And at 10.10 p.m. Eastern Aaron Nola against Eric Lauer. So that's the extent of the schedule for today. Very, very light day across MLB. Uh, let's take a look at some two-star pitchers for the week. Shane Bieber, he has Minnesota and the Yankees. Not the easiest matchups, but if you have Bieber, you're starting him. I know we don't like our pitchers to go against the Twins and the Yankees. I think I have Bieber in two leagues. He's in there. It's just hard to bench the guy, and you know he is prone to giving up uh, contact, but still I think he's going to be in your lineups this week. Walker Bueller, he's at Arizona at San Fran. He's pitched better lately, plus get that start against San Fran. He's in there. Luis Castillo hasn't been great lately, and he has been walking guys, but still, he's been really good overall uh, at St. Louis, at Philly, uh, but you're, he's in your lineup. Kyle Hendricks, he's been really good, especially lately. He's home to Colorado and St. Louis, so he's in. Aaron Nola's at San Diego, home to Cincinnati. He's been a little bit better lately as well. Uh, he's going to be in your lineup. Chris Paddock gets the two starts this week. Home to Philly, home to Washington. Wasn't great against the Yankees last time out, but gave up a, a couple home runs, which really hurt him. But he did settle down in the line. Wasn't as bad as it could have been. Uh, he's in there. Robbie Ray, home to the Dodgers at Toronto. So the Dodgers start a little bit concerning, but Robbie Ray, we know what he is. A lot of strikeouts, high whip, uh, and he's not going to go deep into games. Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, he was supposed to go over the weekend at Yankee Stadium, but because of the rainout, they were able to push him back. And the matchups are pretty good at Kansas City, home to Tampa Bay. And Rodriguez is still someone I think that should be better. I'd be looking to uh, buy low on him if I could. Uh, also, got Blake Snell at Detroit at Boston. He's a lock and load. Steven Strasburg, of course. Strasburg is someone that I've owned every year except this year, and he is pitching great. You know, I just worried about 
how many innings is he going to get? And the price was high. It was a fourth round pick, sometimes third. And, you know, I didn't want to spend that high pick, but it's worked out for people who have done it so far. He's home to the White Sox at San Diego. Sets up as a good week for him. Noah Syndergaard, I know he's frustrating. I know the numbers aren't good, and he should be better. Home to San Fran, home to Colorado. I mean, if he can't have a dominant week this week, then we have some real concerns. I mean, yeah, the Giants, anytime they leave the park, are in a better hitting environment, but it's City Field. I mean, he should be able to dominate that team. And we know the Rockies don't hit as well on the road. Don't know if Charlie Blackman's going to be back. He was eligible to be activated either today or tomorrow, and he won't be. Maybe over the weekend we'll see. But either way, Rockies certainly not as good on the road. So Syndergaard has got to get it done this week. Masiro Tanaka at Toronto at Cleveland. He's in there as well. Madison Bumgarner's at the Mets, home to the Dodgers. And, you know, Bumgarner's been pretty good. Uh, three and five, 401 ERA, 1.19 whip, 24.2% strikeout rate, 4.6% walk rate. Velocity has been up on his fastball too. But he is allowing a lot more hard contact. But... He is getting, getting the swings and misses, too. 11.5% swing and strike rate, as highest since 2016. So you're worried about the start against the Dodgers, but you're going to use him this week. Griffin Cannon gets two starts at the Cubs, home to Seattle. And uh, he's made six starts since getting called up from the minor leagues, and he's pitched well with a 306 ERA, 0.96. We have 26.4% strikeout rate and 7% walk rate. Now, he has been a little lucky. 203 batting average balls in play, 89% strand rate. But he doesn't allow a lot of hard contact, and he's inducing a lot of swings and misses. 15.1% swinging strike rate. So the Cubs start could be dicey. A lot depends on the wind and the weather there. But the Cubs are a lineup, too, that's you know also boomer bust, especially with Baez struggling. You know, Brian and Rizzo were hitting. But after that, not a lineup that's too threatening right now. And then he gets Seattle, a team that's you know striking out a lot and, and not performing as well offensively. Chase Anderson gets two starts this week, home to Miami, home to Pittsburgh, and uh, I picked him up in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational 15-team league. I mean, it's two good matchups, and, you know, Anderson's not the best pitcher, but uh, run support behind him and two good matchups, uh, so I got him in there. Max Freed at Pittsburgh at Miami, and Freed has just been really good this year. Uh, as have a lot of the young Braves pitchers, 7-3 and three for free, a 3-1-9 ERA, 1.21 whip, 21.9% strikeout rate, and 6.3% walk rate. He has a 54% ground ball rate, a 23.3% fly ball rate. That has helped him limit the home runs to 1.02 homers per nine, and that's really big in today's environment. And then you get that start in Miami, really good week for Max Freed. Uh, the Mariners are going to skip the start for Yusei Kikuchi, and they talked about this. They were going to watch his innings. They might use him as an opener occasionally or limit his outings. Uh, so that means uh, it's going to be tough to start him this week. So he should get a start against the Angels, which whoever are not that bad right now. Um, and Kikuchi's been up and down, 4.43 ERA, 1-3 whip. But again, he's not going to get two starts, so keep that in mind. Talked about Lester, home to the Angels today, home to the Cardinals. His first seven starts were great, but his last three, he struggled. And I said it at the time. I think I did something for Fantasy Pros about a month ago and said Lester was a sell high. Uh, even now, I think, you know, you get a good outing from him. Maybe today you look to, to deal him to someone who still goes on name value. He's 3-4. and four. He has a 3.59 ERA, which is still good, but a 1.39 whip, 21.7% strikeout rate, which is a little up from last year, a 5.7% uh, walk rate. 
But his last 14 innings, 25 hits, 16 runs, 4 runs, 5 walks, and 11 strikeouts. And we're getting into the summer months. It's going to heat up. Uh, I don't know if it gets better for him. Tricky guy this week is Pablo Lopez. He's at Milwaukee. We don't like that. And home to Atlanta. Overall, I like Lopez. And I think if he's available, I'd pick him up. His home road splits, though, are pretty stark. He's got a 1.84 ERA at home, 8.26 on the road. And he's allowed seven home runs in 28 and a third innings on the road compared to one in 29 and a third innings at home. So it's pretty clear here. Now, I will say one of those starts on the road came against the Mets where he gave up 10 runs. So that's going to inflate the numbers a little bit. But still, you can see the difference way better at home. So he has to pitch in a hitter-friendly park in Milwaukee. And then he gets a good Braves offense at home. I think in 15-team leagues, I'm going to do it. Uh, I think Lopez is better than his ERA has shown. He's up 4.99. But remember, a lot of that is that one star. Corbin Martin's another tricky guy. At Seattle, home to Baltimore. And you wonder how long is the leash for Morton. He has not been great since being called up. 16 in the third innings, four starts, 19 hits, nine walks, 10 earned runs, six home runs, and 16 Ks. Now, he has faced the Rangers, Red Sox, White Sox, and Cubs. This week, the matchups are there for him. This is a big week for Corbin Martin. He has to come through at Seattle. Again, an offense strikes out a lot. They haven't been great. And home to Baltimore. Uh, this this should be a week. Morton's got to come through. So if you went out and you paid fat for him, I think you get him in there. But it's a big week for him. Wade Miley also, two starts at Seattle, home to Baltimore. And, you know, he doesn't have great stuff, but he's found a way to be effective. Five and three with a 3-2-5 ERA, a 1.14 whip. Now, he's not going to get you a lot of strikeouts, 19.2% strikeout rate. But he limits the walks 5.7%, 49.3% ground ball rate. And, uh, again, limiting the walks has really helped that whip. Uh, he is in there. Frankie Montas, big fan of Montas. He's coming off one of his worst starts of the year. He's at the Angels and at Texas. The Texas start is definitely a concern in that ballpark. Uh, weather's heating up. But either way, Montas is in there. I mean, he has been one of the biggest surprises this year. One of the better waiver wire pickups. But overall, 6-2, and 281 ERA, 1.20 whip, 24.6% strikeout rate, and a 6.7% walk rate. His velocity's up. He added the splitter. He's got a 51.7% ground ball rate, so I'm um, getting him in there. Uh, just, I can't imagine many scenarios where you're going to bench a guy like Montas, even with that start against Texas. Devin Smelter for the Twins at Cleveland at Detroit. I'm hoping he makes that second start. I guess there is the possibility that Michael Pineda returns and he doesn't get that second start. A lot could depend, too, on what he does tomorrow. But these are two really good matchups for him. And Smelter doesn't throw hard. He's about 89 miles per hour with his fastball. Uh, he did a good job against the Brewers in his debut last week. He struck out seven over six scoreless innings with three hits, no walks. And that's a good, it's a good offense. So that was a good sign. He's on a good Twins team that is raking right now. Could give him a lot of run support. So I did pick up Smelter in the great fantasy baseball invitational. You know, pitching's hurting a little bit. Hoping to get that two-star week. Uh so I do think he's in play as a streamer this week, and we'll see if he gets the two starts. You know, Dylan Bundy has pitched very well lately, and I wanted to pick him up in a league or two this week. But at Texas and at Houston, like, I don't see how you can start him in those environments. He's still prone to home runs, giving up fly balls. Uh, but if he's able to have one good start out of these two, that would be really big for him because I think a lot of people have kind of moved on from Bundy. But he's actually been really good lately. Still not the best pitching environment for him. And we know he's probably going to have to leave Baltimore, as we've seen uh, pitchers. It's just tough to do anything there. 
Trevor Cahill has two starts. We'll have the opener today at Chicago, home to Seattle. I, I can't use him. Ryan Carpenter's home to Tampa Bay, home to Minnesota for the Tigers. No thanks. Jake Junis, home to Boston, home to the White Sox. You really don't want to go against Boston right now. Even the White Sox are kind of sneaky as well. Eric Lauer, I could see using in deeper formats. He has actually been pretty good his last couple starts. He's home to the Philly, home to Washington. Not the best matchups. Wade LeBlanc is just bad. He's he's against Houston and the Angels. You can't use him. Uh, Clayton Richard against the Yankees in Arizona. Nope. So, again, a lot of teams off today. So, not as many two-star pitchers this week. But you can get all the details on FullTimeFantasy.com as well as my weekend recap in case you were out and a little bit behind. Uh, and if you have any questions, you could always ask them on the message boards and the forums. And don't forget, PlayFFWC.com. We have tons of drafts that you can hop in right now, whether it's best ball, our online championship leagues, our world championship leagues, dynasty startup, whatever it is, just find what you want. We got slow drafts, drafts all at one at different price points, 35 bucks, 99 bucks, 299 for online championship. So you can just go over there, playffwc.com, figure out what you want, click join, you'll be good to go. That wraps it up here. We'll be back Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.